0: Hello welcome to another episode of The Segunda Foul. Uh, sorry for this being so late, but I had to hold off all the episodes because of some huge news. And that was actually Ryo's uh, sacking of Jose Ramon Sandoval. And so what's happened is, you know, I had to wait for the new appointment of the new coach so I could give my reaction to it. So I'm really sorry that this is coming very late. Uh, but, uh, well... Welcome, welcome, welcome to this, this episode. Uh, we will talk a bit about, you know, the, the jornada, what happened uh, during the weekend. And uh, we will also talk about a bit about Ryo but I'll cover more, more of that in the, in the Red and Bold podcast. So let's get straight into it because this has been uh, a Segunda, which pretty much personifies the Segunda. Um, firstly, we had a. I'll just read out the results first. Cadiz won one against Huesca. Rayo nil one against uh, Murcia uh, UK Murcia. Uh, Valladolid, 2-0 against Sevilla B or Sevilla B. Uh, Girona, 1-0, sorry, 1-0 against Tenerife. Mallorca, 2 all versus Zaragoza. Mirandez, 0-1 against Gymnastic. Sorry, Gymnastic. And that's actually one of the main stories. Like Gymnastic got away got a win away from home. Uh, Numancia, 2 all against Elche. Uh, Almeria, 3-1 against Cordoba. Oviedo, 1-0 against Lugo. Jeta, 1-0 against Al- Alcorcon. I really need to figure out which, well, how to pronounce that team. Uh, and uh, Royce Deportiu, 0-1 against Levante. So let's get straight into it. Uh, firstly, uh, the big stories. Uh, Mallorca, 2 all against Zaragoza. Uh, some of you know Naim, who was a former Tottenham Uh, player, and who scored against Arsenal in uh, the 1995 UEFA Cup Winners' Cup. It's one of the greatest goals of all time, in my opinion. It was a fan, you know, catching David Seaman, uh, you know, off guard. A goalkeeper who didn't put a foot wrong all season got exposed by that, by a ridiculous long-range shot. And literally, on his 50th birthday... Uh, Juan Munoz, who is a Sevilla player who's on loan, 20 years old at uh, Zaragoza, scores a 53 meter goal. It was, you know, with the goalkeeper off his line, with uh um, you know, unmarked with that with that proud white uh white t-shirt on him. It was too it was it was very reminiscent of that goal and it happened on his fiftieth birthday. On Naeem's 50th birthday, November 5th, that is. So, you know, all I can say is that it's 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 absolutely fantastic. Um, it could not have been more well-timed in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of when that goal would happen, in the sense that it was just perfect. It, like, you know, fate uh, timed it perfectly. So, um Apart from that, that game was actually the focus of uh, this week's blog, which talks about Mallorca's uh, two-all draw in terms of how crazy it was. There was goal line scrambles. There were, you know, uh, amazing set pieces, fantastic assists. It, it it was really the complete package in terms of entertaining football. So do check out the blog. I won't talk more about it because I know it will give away too much. But do give, uh, do check that out. Apart from that, one of the main stories being Rayo's uh, loss at home against uh, Yuka UK Murcia or Murcia I guess you say Murcia because yeah I'm gonna go with UK Murcia. Uh, Rayo losing their first ever home uh home game. Uh the the thing is, it it was a fantastic goal. Uh, it was a 90th minute goal but it was a fantastic goal from an almost impossible angle uh you could blame the goalkeeper in the sense that he should have been covering that angle uh but it was a fantastic goal nevertheless so it was a bit unlucky for Raya to lose especially because Raya actually played really well they hit the post they uh, it was uh, uh you know they had many many shots on target and it, it was a very unlucky loss um but you know a loss is a loss and uh, Jose Ramon Sandoval Sandoval has been uh released he has been fired and uh, to replace him there is a Ru- Ruben Baraja. will he do well is basically the you know basic question It is he does not have much experience I, this needs to be pointed out he's a very young coach he's a 41 year old. He has played for Valladolid for Atletico Madrid for Valencia Valencia 10 years, which is nothing small. But it has to be pointed out. He had one season. I'm losing a bit of breath here. But he had one season um, at Elche. Okay? He kept them in the league, not doing particularly well, which is the 2015-2016 season. You know, they were newly relegated. Kept them in mid-table, 11th place. Uh, I'm checking how many points off the promotion playoffs. It was about seven points off the promotion playoffs. Pretty much a mid-table finish, yeah? Now, with one year of experience, he's now the RIO coach. This is... What what I'm thinking is, this is either a very, very bad decision or a very, very bold decision from, from the RIO board. It's either... Okay, we're going to look at the more long-term view and take someone who's young, who's... uh, Who will uh you know who will who will take this team forward for years to come rather than just for this season or they've taken a decision that okay let's let's just get whoever's available um you know on board so it, I as a Raya fan I, I I really want to believe that this is the this is a bold decision the fact that this is one of the decisions that either will you know bring a massive long-term return, or will just fail spectacularly in the short term. Or it could actually be both. You know, it just doesn't work out short term, but long term it it the, the return is there. It should be pointed out he did win the win the league with Valencia. So Um You know, twice he's he's won the Copa del Rey, he's won the UEFA Cup. So it's not like of course that's all with Valencia. So it's not it's not like he's experience in terms of playing so he's played football and he's played at the highest level but as a manager it's a completely different story so you know it really remains to be seen what he can bring to bring to the team and i'll talk more about this on the red and bold podcast but uh it it it, uh, to be honest with you i'm not ready i'm not like a hundred percent like completely satisfied but um, i i'm gonna take this at face at place value rather than face value and see this as more of an of a bold opportunity for a a coach who has not had much of a uh, who has not had much experience in terms of manage manage, you know managerial experience and will take this uh, team to I wouldn't say glory but will you know take this team out of the bad form they're in at least in the short term whether it works out in the long term that's you know we'll see because I that those things are very hard to predict. In other news, uh, J- Jataf... Actually, these are two stories right here. Jataf actually played well again and this is actually becoming something really, really... Su- it shouldn't really be surprising anymore. This is so commonplace now that Jataf are actually playing really, really, really well. They won one against Alcorcon, Alcorcon. I really need to figure out this pronunciation. Uh, what was surprising about this though is... Not actually about the game. That is, it's not actually about the. What was I going to say? It was, it was not actually about the win. It was about what happened off the, you know, literally off the pitch on the on the bench of the, uh, of 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 uh, Al Alcorcon yeah, of Alcorcon's bench. Uh, Ivan Alejo actually pushed a fourth official. Now. First, now that's that's not all, but the fact that he did that is pretty surprising. What makes it even worse is that he had to be, uh, he you know he had to be taken, he had to be pulled back by his teammates. He's given a, f- the federations given him a four-game possession uh, suspension, which is big in itself. But he he kicked a water bottle. He's, um, you know he he sh- he was shouting he was screaming it it was it was absolutely ugly it was it was on the 43rd minute if I'm not if I'm not wrong so I mean all I can say is it was so ugly it it, it has no place in in football to be honest you know you're you're not even on the pitch the 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 here of the moment is not in you you haven't like you haven't run or you haven't uh you know sweated out and to that kind of behavior, it's 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 not even funny. Uh, it has no place in modern football, but it, it does it does really personify the segunda. It's just absolutely crazy. It's, um. Uh, you know, it it continues to surprise and like the, when you least expect it, in a game like Jitha versus Alcorcon, when or Alcorcon, whatever it is, I don't care anymore. Um, where you know that. Even though Shastaf are not exactly the best team, they will win given that how poor this you know Al is. What does surprise me, uh what I was gonna to get to is that, you know, even in the most predictable of games, something unpredictable is bound to happen. So Well that that's that really. He's got his four four game suspension, so you know, that's the end of that. Uh on that, uh Oviedo, one all against Lugo, just Oviedo with one of the best defenses, um, you know, conceding a goal that they really shouldn't be conceding, but they fought back. In the 89th minute, they scored. Uh, it was a sc- it was a scrappy uh, corner, I believe, but uh, you know they've scored and they, sc- they-, they scored in the last few minutes and they are actually now second in the table, uh, ten points of Levante. So let's quickly get through this. Levante won one against Royce uh, Royce Deportivo away from home they now have a 10 point lead and this is actually a record so this the um i believe the record is that is of a lead after 13 games so after 13 games no team has have, ever had such a big lead of you know 10 points so uh all i have to say is that you know i predicted levante to win this league it looks even though it's just been 13 games out of a possible out of, out of 42 it, it it it's pretty much confirmed. You know this this Levante team is just too strong. And barring like a huge you know meltdown with you know major injuries, uh, this is this is a team that's way too strong. You their top goals the top goalscorer of a league is uh, Roger Marti, who is a Levante player. And then you know if you if you look down that squad. Uh, it's what well, I, I guess. What I'm trying to get to is this is this is one of the one of the strongest squads that a segunda divi- a segunda team has ever had. So to expect them to fail promotion is just it it's, it's it would be huge. It would be a huge story if they did. I mean, just look at it this way. Their top scorer is Roger, who's a top scorer in the league. Then they've got uh, Jason, who's with five goals in the league. Uh, I'm trying to bring up the statistics about, you know, uh, about assists, but I'm guessing that, you know, Levante are high in that as well. They've scored 22 goals, which is the highest in the league. They've conceded nine, which is second best. And they've lost only one game so far. So, you know, with a 10-point lead, like, this is this is not even a story. Uh I'm a bit. The thing is, I'm a bit bitter because, uh, they, re- they, they recruited Juan Muniz, uh, Muniz from uh, uh, Alcorson, <laughs> as as their manager, and he was actually, uh, you know, tipped to go to Raya, and um, if if if, if you know, he's like said Paco Hemm kind of player uh, manager in ter- in the sense that he was a centre back, but he's more of like he's a very attacking kind of a, a manager. Uh he has his style is very much in terms of you know offense. Uh but he's kept the defense tight as well. It would, it would have been great to see him as manager of Raya, but I guess, you know, that's life. Uh anyway, moving on. Uh what else can Yes. Oh, there, there, sorry, there's so many more things to talk about. Uh Cadiz winning one against Huesca. Now the thing with Kadiz is th- this is this was entirely a predict- predictable win in the sense that Huesca were absolutely poor away from home. I mean, it's similar with, you know, Almeria winning 3-1 against Cordoba. Cordoba were f- absolutely, you know, ridiculously bad away from home. But the thing is, Cadiz are one of the few teams in which the support is absolutely amazing. Like, to see, you know, there's no excuses of, oh, the stadium's too big, or uh you know, the there's no money in it, or they're you know we're just in the segunda this is just to give you a, a heads up yeah this is a, a stadium at 20 with a capacity of 20,000 people and it's packed it's always packed it's it's not even it's it's, it's amazing how you know um how cheerful the cadets fans are and this is definitely going to be like a main story in the, in in the weeks to come because to see this team and sure recently promoted so you know I get that but to see such passionate support is absolutely amazing and this ties in with uh, Royce Departu because um, yes they have a small stadium maybe I think it's about 2,000 people I may be wrong on that but what a support packed out you know them making the noise that they you know usually make so yeah around 4,700 is the capacity so it's nice. It's really f- refreshing to see. And, you know, it pales in comparison. You've got Mirandes versus, uh, you know, Gymnastic. It was an empty stadium. It's, uh, you know, I think there was, like, one row full in the entire stadium. So, that, you know, just just the contrast of that. Where you've got Cadiz, where 20,000 capacity stadium. And this is the second division, by the way. And it's packed out. And then you've got, on the other hand, you've got Mirandes, who... Um, have a stadium of about six thousand and it's completely empty. It's 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 absolutely shameful, and I think there needs to be you know some ref- reform when it comes to that. Um, what else is there? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Like the the other results were pretty you know standard. Like you've got Numancia two all against Alshe, you've got Girona one all against Tenerife. Uh, I guess Girona one all against Tenerife is a bit of a surprise, but uh given how they played on the day it was it was it was not surprising at all to be honest uh some news in terms of renewals uh Girona have renewed Ade Benitez to th- 2019 they have renewed uh, Ruben Alcaraz 2018 uh, Tenerife have renewed Suso Santana 2018 as well so a lot of renewals that's really what you can take from that um but yeah apart from that there was really not much in the segunda, apart from like the sacking of uh, uh, of Jose Ramon Sandoval, he will be missed. It it was a second stint, but uh, you know, it's it'll be interesting, interesting to see how Ruben Baraja does because the thing was I was the reason I was waiting is he was sacked on the sixth, and on the seventh they were doing uh training without him, uh. So there was uh, you know Victor Paredes and Mauro Perez who's actually. Uh, in charge of scouting, um, I think he has training uh, responsibility, but he's actually in charge of scouting. They were taking the training sessions. So there was kind of uh, it's funny for neutrals, but it's really depressing as a rifle fan to see like the the guy who heads scouting is taking the training. Uh, but I think Ruben Baraha was appointed on the eighth, and uh, what I was waiting for really was you know uh, if uh, if there was like you know some sparkling news before. Uh, you know, before anything, uh, before the next, basically, the the next Segunda game. So that's what I was waiting for. So again, once again, apologies for getting this out late, but I was just basically waiting for all this news to, you know, kind of materialize. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be it. Uh, thank you for uh, listening. This week's Segunda blog will be bit.ly slash Segunda file... Let me get the number out. I'm not going to get this. Yeah, segunda file four. So it'll be bit.ly/segunda file four. Once again, this will be completely. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, it, the 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 let- lettering is all small case. It's bit.ly/segunda file four, but it's all small case. Like don't put any capitals or any capital letters or anything. Um, do check out the other segments, like the Red and Bold and the Unprofessional. Red and Bold will be interesting. We'll be analyzing a bit of Ruben Baraja. Uh, Unprofessional will also be a bit, will be very interesting. We'll be talking a bit about what happened uh, over the weekend. Um, again, as always, there's always, you know, new and exciting news to talk about. So, uh, do do stay tuned for that. Other than that, thank you for listening. Apologies for the late episode. I will see you in the, in the, in the next segments. And if you've already listened to them, I will see you next week. And, I will make sure it comes out on a Monday, uh, a Monday night, preferably, and not on, say, uh, Thursday morning. So, uh, again, once again, huge apologies for that. But uh, thank you for listening, and I shall see you next week.